Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Today we've got a crazy entitled parent story of parents treating a hotel as a daycare. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my mom has claimed the spare room in our house as her room. She doesn't actually stay here much, but I freaking hate it. We've always had this weird power struggle over my home and her staying there. I really don't think she's trying to be cute, but trying to establish her power over me by stomping my boundaries. She's only stayed over a couple of times, we don't live in the same city, and I've corrected her each time she refers to it as hers. I say, it's not your room, it's the guest room. I kinda thought we were past the song and dance as the previous to last time she stayed she didn't say it, so I let my guard down, stupidly. Then the latest time she stayed over, as I was carrying her things into the room for the night, she quickly mutters, it is my room isn't it? Nobody else has stayed in here. It caught me by surprise, so I didn't correct her this time. And besides me and my husband, it technically is true, but that doesn't mean that she has ownership over it either. Then just yesterday she asked me if she could stay over later this week. As I'm checking my calendar, she slips in a my room phrase, so I corrected her. It's not your room, it's the guest room. To which she stuck out her bottom lip in a pout and whines. It is my room. I start to repeat myself and she just talked over me before I could finish about, Did you know where your roaster is? The one that I got you for blah blah blah? Yes, I do know where that roaster is, it's in the closet of the guest room. So now I interrupt her and demand, why were you in that closet? And she proudly boasts, I was snooping. I actually don't really care that she went in there, but the way she proudly boasted about it really rubbed me the wrong way. And given the timing of it, it felt a lot like she was trying to hold more power over me when I was trying to establish my own boundaries. I will absolutely be telling her in no uncertain terms, will she be calling it her room again? If she does, it will be the last time she stays in it, but I just wanted to rant about it. I definitely think with people like this, you have to be very clear about your boundaries and be unrelenting because they're going to wear you down and push you over otherwise. There's just no other way. Honestly, it sounds like the kind of person that isn't even going to let down that fight. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy these stories of entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my narcissist mom blames me for not going to her birthday party. I'm sick of it. I live with my parents. Yesterday, my mother had her birthday party, but I didn't want to go because I've been distancing myself from her because of her behavior toward me. I made up an excuse not to go and left the house before the guests arrived because I knew she was going to manipulate me by pressuring me in front of them to go to the party and make me look bad in public, as she always does. Today, we argued because she accused me of behaving badly yesterday. I explained that I didn't want to go because we currently have a distant relationship. If we become close again, she'll hurt me like she's done in the past, so I'm just protecting myself. She became angry, yelled at me, I could sense her pain, and sarcastically claimed that I had never caused her any suffering and had never harmed her since I was a child. She also said that if she was really a bad mother, she wouldn't have given me all the things I have and never did anything for me. I calmly explained to her that we had talked about this years ago but nothing has changed since then and she never paid attention. 
I also said that I didn't criticize her parenting skills, and I appreciated the gifts she gave me, even the ones I didn't ask for. But the way she treats me makes me unhappy. She was upset and suggested we visit a therapist to check our relationship's health and see if her actions were hurting me as much as I thought. I told her that she is the one who should go to a psychologist, that I've been telling her this for years and that she would not and has never listened to me. She attacked me, saying that I was the one who should go, indirectly implying that I was crazy, telling me that I was wrong and that I was the one who would never listen. I told her we had different points of view and that she wanted me to think like her, but I wouldn't. And she attacked me, saying that I was the one who wanted everyone to think like me and that I was the one who didn't listen, that I was wrong. And she threatened me, saying that from now on she knew what she had to do and that there'd be a before and an after. She usually takes action when we argue, from refusing to speak to me for days to denying me anything, like clothes or help with a need or even threatening to throw me out of the house. I should point out that I've had scholarships both this year and last. I'm finishing my college career, and thanks to that she pays me almost nothing except for food at home. I'm going to apply for a job this week because I don't want to be financially dependent on her, but I still feel pretty bad. She makes me feel guilty and conflicted, struggling with my own thoughts as if my point of view was wrong. On the other hand, I've been seeing a psychologist for the past few years and have been working on my relationship with my mother, realizing that she's a narcissistic person who, in the words of my psychologist, has psychologically abused me and invalidated me as a person since I was a child. I mean, it's really interesting that she offered to go to something with OP. Honestly, that's a lot more than most entitled parents in a situation like this would do. That said, they're definitely kind of still propping this up on it being OP's fault. It's almost a backhanded suggestion because they suggest going and getting it checked out by a therapist, but then also saying, so we can fix all the problems you're creating. Our next story is, my father wants me to do a 500 mile trip whenever he feels like it. 37 year old male, some years ago my stepmother pressured my father, 77, into moving to a new city, her hometown, which is 500 miles from the place I live. He gave in. At first I was surprised since he usually is very intrusive with me, but I didn't know what he had in mind. Since then it's been the same old crap every year. Father asks me to go to the new city to spend a few days with him and my stepmother, which I do twice a year. Then a few weeks after the second time he pesters me for another trip to his new home and arguments arise after I said no. Right now I've just refused the third trip of the year, which would have been Christmas Eve in father's new house with just him and my stepmother. I'm running out of patience and considering doing only one trip a year, if not zero, but I'm a bit worried as to what my father will do next since he's very manipulative. In OP's situation, I completely understand where they're coming from. I'm somebody who's honestly the most comfortable being at home. The idea of doing multiple 500 mile trips throughout the year, especially at somebody else's whim, not something that would ever fly with me and I think most people would be probably kind of burnt out after having to go through that a time or two. Like going once a year is I think adequate enough. Our next story is baby shower drama over alcohol. Hi everyone, any and all advice is much appreciated. My mom, myself, my sister-in-law's mom and sister-in-law's best friend are planning a baby shower for my brother and sister-in-law. My husband and I live in an HOA private community with a clubhouse. Our son's bris and his first birthday party took place at the clubhouse and was lovely. My mom and I thought it would 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. be perfect for the baby shower, sister-in-law's mom and best friend agreed. My husband and I were about to hand over the $300 security deposit, separate rental fee, and a copy of our homeowner's insurance policy per rental agreement requirements. My sister-in-law's mom read their agreement and paused when she came to the rule of zero alcohol allowed on the clubhouse property. This is the only rule typed in bold in all caps. She asked me if she could bring it anyway. I said no as it's a huge liability. Sister-in-law's family are massive drinkers. Example, my bro and sister-in-law's wedding and celebration took place on a weekend with 26 people total at a destination Airbnb. Sister-in-law's parents brought 12 fifths of vodka, 750 milliliter bottles, and 12 handles of vodka, 1.75 liters, bottles for the weekend. My husband helped my sister-in-law's parents pack their car when it was time for everyone to check out, and the only liquor remaining was three 750 milliliter bottles and one 1.75 liter bottle. This is not judgment towards them, just trying to paint the picture for everyone. They have cameras inside and outside of the clubhouse. Violating any of these rules can result in a lien being put onto our home. And what if someone drives home from the shower drunk and the unthinkable occurs? My husband and I will be liable since we are the ones whose signature goes on the rental agreement. We have other facility options, but the cost would be significantly higher, $5,000 to $8,000 at a private party room in a restaurant, of which my sister-in-law's mother cannot afford even half. My parents could pay for all of the cost, but are not willing to shell out an additional several thousand grand just so alcohol is served. In the last 48 hours, sister-in-law's mom has asked me, my jaw dropped with number three, can we sneak the vodka in big water bottle containers? My answer, No. Can I sneak it in a cooler? Again, no. Can you ask the management company and HOA president if they can make an exception for this event and cross out the alcohol rule? She then told me, it doesn't hurt to ask. My husband and I have lived here for 10 years and have a child. How should I respond? Your help and guidance is much appreciated. The response I sent, that question will hurt to ask. Asking the HOA to make that exception is worse than sneaking it in. The clubhouse, pool, and playground are owned by the village of so-and-so. A portion of our HOA fee covers these private amenities exclusive to residents of the neighborhood. Every homeowner in our neighborhood pays a monthly HOA fee, as obligated by law. The management company can put a lien on my house for any type of violation. 
My husband and I would have to go to court to have the lien removed and a house with any type of lien cannot go on the market until the courts and HOA agree to a resolution. A lien gives a percentage of the home ownership to the HOA. We have full 100% household ownership rights and risking that is not up for discussion. I hope you understand. The shower is no longer taking place at the clubhouse. Where will it be? That's sister-in-law's mom's problem. I mean, I think if anything, Opie was trying to make sure that they were going to have a memorable experience, you know, one where everybody goes home and actually remembers the event. I can't blame them for looking out for themselves and everybody when there's a family of heavy drinkers that probably would cause more headaches than good memories. Our next story is, my grandma is so entitled. I don't know if this counts, but she is technically a parent. So for context, my family and I have been living with my grandma for the past seven-ish years. We also provide literally everything, food, toiletries, bills, almost everything. Also, this is more so just a big compilation of all the entitled moments I can think of at this point. We'll call her Entitled Grandma. My family has always hated my Entitled Grandma for many reasons. I used to basically live with her, and I would stay at her house as much as possible. She brainwashed me and manipulated me into saying stuff, how horrible my mom is and how I should stay with her. I didn't realize until I was around 8 or 9, so I started hating her too. Not only did she do this, she ordered us around to do everything. She only kept us around to do things for her. And whenever she lost all her money from gambling, she would find anything and everything to get mad about. She would yell and scream and throw all our stuff on the ground and make us pick it up again. She would also randomly throw away our stuff and I remember vividly having to go through our entire trash on multiple occasions to retrieve most of our stuff. She did this and then when we obviously didn't want anything to do with her, she would buy us something, usually candy. As an impressionable kid, candy was an apology. She would also go in both my parents' and our rooms and rearrange everything and clean things up to her own liking without anyone's permission. She would also find things and take them. She also always says, fine then, you move out or something of the sort. We've tried moving out or telling her that we are, and she has a whole mental breakdown saying we can't. Sadly, we do not have the funds to move. We barely can live paycheck to paycheck. She will have the audacity to tell us to move, knowing full well that she can't provide for herself. She lives off social security. Whenever my grandpa and her lived together, she would leave food she made on the stove for days at a time and just eat from that. She always drinks diet sodas and never water. I've never seen her wash her hands either. She is physically capable of taking care of herself, especially since she's able to rearrange and move everyone's furniture. She also has a gambling addiction and spends all of her money on that. And she's been told by all her family that it's wrong and gross how she lived. Her house was so infested with roaches. I'm talking 70% of her house was roaches. She's also a clean freak, ironically. The way she lived was disgusting. This isn't a case of her being old and not being able to take care of herself. She's just very dumb. Her house was clean and she isn't a hoarder, she just leaves so much food out. She doesn't understand you can't leave heated up food on the stove all night and for weeks at a time and continue to eat. She would sometimes leave dairy products out too and continue to eat from them. So many gross things. As we get older, we don't let her try her power trips to try to get us caught up. We would usually ignore her antics and still do. Many times she'll try to talk to me and I'll ignore her and she'll ask some stupid, non-important questions and will ignore her and she'll scream at me and run off. 
Now that me and my brother are older, she's doing the same exact things to my younger siblings. They are the same age gap as my brother and I, so it's very disheartening to see. She expects everyone to like her and serve her even though she's an awful person to everyone. She also holds my sister on a pedestal like she can't do any wrong. If my sister does something clearly wrong, my grandma will either say something like, yeah, and you do it too, or she's just a kid. She won't acknowledge her wrongdoings and will shift blame to anyone else. My sister is a spoiled brat because of my entitled grandma. My mom has done so much to stop my entitled grandma many times, there are screaming battles. She'll also go behind my mom's back once she tells my siblings they can't do or have something and let them. She tells my siblings that when my mom's not home, her rules don't apply. It's hard because my mom and I cannot watch my siblings and my grandma. It's so freaking annoying. Don't even get me started on when we're in public. She is so, so, so rude to every single customer service person or worker. She always yells at them or gives some kind of remark, even if they give the best service ever. There have been so many times she berates and belittles them right in front of everyone and proceeds to laugh and isn't embarrassed by any of it. Also, she cuts in line all of the time. Literally, she will just go to the front of the line. Whenever she's asking for a worker, she'll be so disrespectful and yell things like, Hey, you... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You or just point at them or just yell for them to come over there. She has zero respect for strangers but yet expects the at most respect from them. She also tried many times to lie to them and scream that they got an order wrong or overcharged or something to the point they get fed up and give her what she wants. She always invites herself anytime we go somewhere. She gets all upset and mad if she isn't included in intimate planning between us as family. When she does go anywhere with us, she'll literally not only be a rude bench to everyone, she'll start being mean to us too whenever she's ready to go. She'll literally straight tell my mom in a tone how that she doesn't want to be here and that she's ready to go. Usually we're doing something for the kids. Oh yeah, this is a more specific situation but it was so crazy to me. My mom made spaghetti for dinner. It's easy and the kids like it. My grandma had the audacity to go to the kitchen huff and puff, and proceed to tell my mom something along the lines of, You know I don't like spaghetti, why do you keep making it? She was so, so mad at the fact my mom made dinner. This wasn't a special night, it was a regular day. Everyone but her liked spaghetti. My mom blew up at her and she just ran to her room in a huff. When she goes out, she has keys to the house. Well, two keys, matter of fact. Yet she proceeds to ring and jiggle the door handle a crazy amount. She doesn't wait for anyone to answer, she'll continuously ring and knock. I remember one time it was only me and my sister there and we were asleep, and I woke up to the doorbell being rung probably a hundred times. I was so ticked I didn't even open the door. Of course, she had the keys and finally let herself in. There is most definitely many, many, many more instances of her entitlement 
but I cannot list them all on one post. I am baffled that me, an 18-year-old, is more aware of how awful she is and treats everyone versus how aware a 70-year-old woman is. How does one deal with this? She is literally an energy vampire. I think at 70 years old, they are well aware of who they are and how they are to other people. It's just, they've gone that long and they do not care anymore. They are going to zap and feed off of your energy for at least another 20-25 years. You best believe somebody that's grouchy and willing to get up and move around furniture like that at 70 years old, they're going to go out in their late 90s kicking and screaming and it's going to be all your fault. Our next story is, my parents stole my bike. This happened 5 years ago and it was just so weird and stupid I feel like sharing. I had this high quality bike which had a broken tire since my friends borrowed it. I had just divorced from my wife and the bike was locked in our house yard. As you may understand, the next 5 months I really didn't have time to think about my bike. Our divorce had children included so my mind was pretty scattered. Eventually I remember my bike and went there to get it back. I was surprised when I didn't see it anywhere and asked my ex-wife had she moved it inside to storage. She told me my mom and stepdad came and picked it up. I was a little bit confused since mom didn't inform me about this and decided to call her. It went like this. I said, hi mom, I heard you have my bike? She said, hi, yes, we picked it up and stepdad is gonna fix it for himself. I said, wait, what? It's my bike and I would like to have it back. She said yes, but it has a broken tire and you didn't use it, so stepdad decided to do you a favor and fix it. I said, so when can I pick it up? She replied, oh, he's gonna fix it for himself. I said, but it's my bike and you took it without my permission. She replied, but we bought it for you and you didn't use it and the tire was broken. I said, but you don't even have the key and can't even change the tire without it. She said, don't worry, your stepdad hacksawed the bike lock off. Face palm. For your information, yes, they bought that bike for me as a gift when I was 16 years old and I was 32 at that point. So it had been my bike for 16 years. For the next 3 weeks we went back and forth how it's my bike and I want it back. Eventually I had to say to my mom that they had stolen my bike. It took a little while to make her understand that. Finally they gave my bike back to me. Now 3 years later I'm going to stay the night at my parents since I have a medical exam early in the city they live. I'll probably leave before they wake up, so I should take the keys of their Mercedes-Benz and probably their car. You know, since it just sits in the parking lot and they're not using it at that moment. But OP, it's not the same. It's our car and it was just your bike that you didn't use. The saddest thing is them coming and stealing it from OP during one of the lowest points in OP's life, surely. I mean, they're struggling with a divorce and they just come swoop by and go, Oop, look, they're not using it, let's go. Our next story is, my mom doesn't believe me when I feel sick because of certain foods. Buckle up, folks. So you've probably read the title and I'm sure this is something that lots of people here can relate to. But I'm posting anyway just to make sure that I'm not in the wrong here. Is it okay for parents to feed their children food that gives them nausea? I've always wondered if that was the case, because I'm quite the picky eater, as some would say. I've always hated that term. The reason being that a people immediately will think you're being a brat, fussy, or childish. My mom thinks the same way and doesn't believe that when I say I don't quite enjoy something, it's not because it's just not my favorite dish, it's because I feel physically ill and get nausea once eating it. 
She doesn't understand when I tell her this and she takes it as a personal insult. Whenever I ask her if I can please just skip dinner this one time so I don't have to feel sick for the rest of the evening and so that I don't waste the food, she always forces me to eat food that makes me sick. And yeah, funnily enough, it makes me sick and boom, she gets mad at me and blames me for being a dramatic liar. Why in the heck would I pretend to not like certain foods? People give you crap constantly for being a picky eater. Why would I willingly want that for myself? I don't make a big deal out of it or anything. I don't ask people to eat differently or scoff at other people's food, so why is it okay the other way around? The reason why I'm ranting here now is because I've just finished dinner and I'm feeling, guess what? I feel like crap again. Is there something I can do for her to understand? I feel like I've tried every method under the sun. It's frustrating and I'm tired of feeling nausea almost every dang day. I'm definitely willing to bet OP has some kind of allergy or maybe even a condition. But regardless, it's something that OP really should see a doctor about and try to get it fully understood. Honestly, if anything, you should try to make a bed with your parents and say, you know what, if I go to a doctor and I find out it's actually nothing and it's all in my head, you can have bragging rights and I'll try to power through it. Chances are the doctors are most likely going to find you have some kind of sensitivity to some kind of foods or maybe even something greater like some kind of celiacs or something. Our next story is, Entitled Father Gives Me COVID, Blames Me For Not Wearing Mask At Work. I'm so unimpressed it's not funny. I'm 27 and still live at home, go figure, with my parents both in their early 60s, and my mother comes home from work with COVID. It's fine, we tested. I was able to continue to go to work without hassle as I have my own tiny house on their land, but I still come inside every day to do things. She stayed away from me, sanitized everything she touched or accidentally coughed on. I was fine. My father gets it, asked me to pick up masks for him when he goes out. He's semi-retired and sleeps until 3pm every day. So I got him masks to wear around the house and sanitizer so mom can recover and I don't get sick. This man has done nothing. He's gone everywhere I have been, coughing without covering his mouth, not wearing a mask, not sanitizing anything he touches, and I get sick. I work outside 8 hours a day. I'm away from the house, sometimes longer than 12 hours a day to get to and from work. It's now summer and I don't get paid leave from work for being sick, and I definitely can't afford taking time off because of it, so what does he do? Tells me to suck it up. I've been working my whole life, you don't get to tell me off in my house. I've been generous with you and you tell me off, you should be wearing a mask everywhere you go. Someone from your work probably gave it to you. Word for word what he said, minus some very obvious threats about harming me. It's going to be low to high 30s all week, 80 degrees for my non-metric friends. And I'll be in a paper mask, hopefully not passing out and falling in broken glass or something like that at work. My question is, why is OP still going to work? Even if they work a job where they're completely separated from contact with anyone else, are they really in the condition to work when they have COVID and they're worried about passing out? This next story is, Dear Sports Parents, Hotels are not daycares. Parent your children. Let me start this out by saying that hotel staff dread kids' sports teams. Whether it's kids ding-dong ditching other guests, drunk parents messing up the lobby, or generally disturbing other guests, Kids sports are dreadful affairs. Kids are there to have fun. Parents are there to live vicariously through their children. Over my six years working in this industry, I've got my fair share of stories to tell. But one sticks out like a sore thumb. 
A bit over a year ago, I found myself calling the police to have a team, possibly drunk, middle school girls and their absolutely plastered parents removed from my hotel. I've worked the graveyard shift at a smallish hotel for the last four years. I love it. It's a do-whatever-you-want-as-long-as-you-get-your-job-done job. I essentially get paid to sit on my butt playing video games most of the night. During my shift, I'm the only staff member on the premises. While I'm good in a crisis, I'm not an imposing figure. I'm barely over 5'1", fat, pale as a sheet, baby-faced 26-year-old woman. My hotel has a two-strikes-you're-out policy when it comes to noise complaints. Doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing. I've kicked out guests for freaking too loudly. If we get two noise complaints about you, you're out. If you refuse to leave, I will call the police to remove you. We also have a 10pm curfew for children. They can't be outside of their room without a parent. On the night in question, we were hosting several middle school girls hockey teams for a tournament. While most of the kids were in bed, there was a group of girls who were wandering the first floor lobby area. When I told them they needed to be in their rooms, they pointed to a group of adults drinking in the lobby and said that they were their parents. I went back to my work and thought nothing of it. A little while later, I was on my way to deliver something to a guest when the girls joined me in the elevator chatting loudly. When I warned them about our noise complaint policy, they just laughed at me. I knew I would be kicking them out when I saw one of them waving to the security camera while I was in the back office. A little while and one noise complaint after that, the girls walked through the lobby with one of their dads and I warn him that I'd have to kick them out if I get another noise complaint. He laughs. Their parents in the lobby tell me they have no idea who those girls were. One of them comments that he thinks the girls might be drunk. Bear in mind, these girls are only 12 to 13 years old. I've done housekeeping. Parents have no problem with leaving booze out in the room they're sharing with their kids. Not long after comes the death knell, the second noise complaint. I grab my phone and head up, get to the room and it's just the six girls and no parents. I tell the girls I need them to take me to their parents because I'm kicking them out. One of them calls their mom and tells her we're kicking them out. I've dialed 911 and I'm on the phone with an operator who tells me to walk away from the situation. I go to the elevator, trying to no avail to get one of the girls to come with me and take me to her parents. I should note that there are six girls and six parents. Moms will be referred to as entitled mothers 1 to 3 and dads will be entitled dads 1 to 3. One of the moms walk up to me while I'm headed to the elevator. Entitled mom 1 says, I can see you're having some issues right now, you just need to calm down. I said no, your families need to leave. She continues to try and comfort me about my personal issues on the elevator ride down. I get off the elevator and find myself backed against a wall by six drunk, angry parents. Entitled Mom 2 said, My daughter said you put your hands on her and she has video. Entitled Dad 1 adds, We're paying X amount of money to stay here. Entitled Mom 3 says, Look, I can tell you're young and I'm much older than you. The Entitled Dad 2 says, I want to talk to your manager. I said I am the manager. Slight fib, but I am the most senior person on staff at the moment. All the parents continue like NPCs with only three dialogue options each. Now that one of them thinks I put my hands on her child, I'm scared crapless I'll get hurt if I make a wrong move. I eventually manage to slide along the wall and have a clear path to the front desk, bolt to the back office, lock the door, and wait for the cops to arrive. Two officers arrive, one comes to the back office and I give him a rundown of the night. The other officer goes to talk to the parents, and Entitled Mom 3 does most of the talking. Officer has the patience of a god dang saint. 
After an hour of talking and a few uncalled for snide comments from me, cops head out. I tell them my manager will get the security cam footage for them. Parents and kids grab luggage trolleys and bring their stuff down. Parents have a 9 hour drive ahead of them. One of them broke the mini fridge in the room. Standard charge of $250 for that. One of the most infuriating comments that kept popping up throughout this whole ordeal was, I'm paying X amount of money to stay here. Everyone's paying to stay here. All 100 plus guests in this building are paying to stay here. Paying for a hotel room does not entitle you to stay at that hotel. Entitled Mother 3 calls the next day. She says she'll call the police on me. I tell her to go ahead. I've broken no laws. She says she knew that I was going to charge her for damages, not realizing that she's basically confessed to breaking the fridge. She says I've traumatized the girls. Who will the jury have sympathy for? Yada yada. Eventually gives up and hangs up. I love them trying to weasel out of that charge at the very end. What will the jury think? As if this kind of thing would go to a court that would even have a jury. Is this not a case that would be open and shut or classified as small enough that it wouldn't even go to some kind of jury deliberation? Like they're having these depictions of this great case with a very expensive lawyer in a very fancy suit pointing to these crying children over there saying, look what this man's done. Might as well stand up there and say you're calling the broken mini fridge as your next witness. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.